All right, it's time to get started. It's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song says, we worship you this morning. So come, let us adore him. Yes, here we go. Come, let us adore him. Come. Down before him, down before him. Worship and adore
one else deserves the praise but you. One more time, one more time, we worship you. Come on, put your hands together. Give it glory in here. the name of Jesus, thanking you for watching and guiding us through last night as we slept in slumber. Yes. Thank you for enabling us to rise this morning and close in our right mind so we might be able to come out the house of worship. Almighty God, I ask that thou please up bless right now the shepherd that you put here to watch over us. Enable him to continue to be anointed in the Holy Word so he might be able to feed us day in and day out of research our Holy Will. Bless right now the followers of Almighty God, so we might, we might be able to receive the word from up on high and live by it if it be searched our holy will. Father, bless this whole world if it be searched our holy will. Bless them in a mighty, bless them in a mighty way, Almighty God, that let them know that you are still in control. Let us put your tr our trust in you and only you, Almighty God. Bless right now our land, our country. And Father, please bless our city. Put your loving arms around our leaders, Almighty God. Bless them so they might be able to make the right decision and do the right thing that's going to be pleasing and die our sight. Bless this, Almighty God, our congregation, as we try to do the things that's going to be pleasing and die our sight. Father, when we fall weak, build us up and make us strong so we might be able to call upon thy holy name. Thank you, Almighty God, for your darling son, Jesus, who went out on Calvary so we might be able to call upon thy holy name anywhere and any time and any place. Bless us right now. We love you, Almighty Lord. We love you because you loved us first. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, and we thank you for all that you have done. Father, without you, we cannot do nothing. Thank you for saving a sinner like me so I might be able to call upon thy holy name. Oh, well, have mercy upon our soul right now. Father, that anything in our heart that shouldn't be this morning, move it so we might be able to worship thee in Jesus only. Oh, thank you, Almighty God. Thank you for everything that you have done that you're going to do. Thank you for our going and our coming. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift you up. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody help me call him this morning, y'all. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What's his name, y'all? Say it again, Jesus. Yes. Y'all call him Jesus. 
our nation we have probably all eaten more than we should have but we pulled our families together to celebrate with us so as a corporate body this morning I want you to help me celebrate Jesus is there anybody happy about Jesus this morning are you really happy about Jesus hallelujah let us pray. Oh God Almighty, our Emmanuel, our Savior, our Healer, our Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We come to you as a corporate body this morning just praising your holy name, giving you all the honor and all the glory. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And we say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. God, we're thankful for our families. We thank you for this nation where we can openly and freely worship you. We thank you for this church and this congregation and this community. And we thank you for the leadership, Lord, that Christians who are leading our city. We thank you, Lord, for a pastor who has a vision. We thank you, Lord, for our boards and all of the people that make up this congregation. Now, Lord, as we enter this service, we know there may have been some things that didn't go well this week. And we thank you for that, too, because it gets us in a spirit of understanding that we got our valleys and we got our heels. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve you this week. We ask for your forgiveness for the times that we could have and we didn't. God, we ask you to give us grace so that we can make it through another week. We know that you are able. We know that you are merciful. And God, we thank you for allowing us to be here this morning to hear your holy word. Now, Lord, let it saturate us. Let it get all in us so that we can go out and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. For everybody that's hearing the voice of me this morning, your humble servant, we're going to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise your holy name! Praise your holy name! Come on, tell him thank you! Hallelujah! 
What's his name, y'all? say that we have something to be thankful for, isn't that right? We are here this morning and it's just a blessing and it is time that we just show that we appreciate all his many blessings because we didn't have to be here but he blessed us to do so. So we, we thank God and we know that you've already whistled a word of prayer. If you've not done that, it would be a good time to do it. I see we have many parishioners coming in and we thank God for them. Bushes, just let them come on in. And we're going to get them involved in all that we do as a unit. Amen. This time I'm going to ask if you would please stand for our responsive reading and followed by our hymn for the morning. May we all read together. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For the name's sake, lead me. Isn't that wonderful? Let's say that one more time. And that is the congregation for the morning. Lord, please lead me, guide me.
ask for the Lord's blessing, but just to come out and say, Lord, lead me, because I'm not able to lead myself. Amen. Let the devil get in front of us, and we'll be in a trouble fix. We're going to pause now just for a few announcements, and we ask you to just remember those who are less fortunate than ourselves. The family of Deaconess Linda Wilson needs your prayers in support of the home gone of her mother. We ask you to please pray for that family. We thank, want to, we, Brother Mike is back in the sound booth back there. He lost his father, and we thank God for sending him back, and we had a good talk, and he understands. And we all got to go that way, amen? Also, I understand that Mrs. Emma Huddleston passed away yesterday. We ask you to please pray for that family and pray for that individual as well. Brother Davis need our prayers in that he too um, lost uh, a loved one, so we ask you to please pray for that family. The Davis family need our prayers as well. And I also understand that Sister Carter lost a brother just recently, I believe on yesterday, and we ask you to pray for that family as well. And I just simply want to say thanks to the mayor, of course, for accompanying our pastor on a little trip last week. He did a great job, and we thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Keep it up. Mayor, of course, we have some additional announcements. The K Chapel Youth Mentoring and Educational Ministry will be joining forces with Judge Tobias Britton Porter for a back-to-school bash on August 4th. The mission is to supply every child's need for school supplies. Wonderful. This ministry is asking all circles, mission, ministries, and organizations for a generous donation. To find out more about this day, please see Faith Martin, Jennifer Gray, and Tobitha Britton Porter in the Old Fellowship Hall. Here is something pretty. K Chapel is a featured church today at Piccadilly's. <laughs> Didn't get much. <laughs> it's not mine anyway. Uh, they're going to take 20% off of your lunch if you so desire. Amen. So we ask also that you just remember these we're about to give to you, and we have somebody that could probably do much better. But uh, this is, uh, has to do with building stronger schools and brighter future. Uh, so, And this vote is for August 7th. And we ask that you please, you can pick up one of these on your way out, but we need to do excuse me, do what we can to make sure that our students and our kids get the best, amen? And we can do that by putting those that we know that are best to do what they need to do to do so. I believe these are announcements now. I think we're going to get some additional announcement from the media. Media? Chapel. I am Shannon Wilson, and here is your morning news. New Vision Taekwondo will offer precept defense classes for the women and college-aged ladies of K Chapel. For one-hour classes, will start here on July 14th from 10 to 11 a.m. Please contact Doral Sanders or John Johnson at the number shown on your screen for additional information. The K Chapel Youth Department and Miss K Chapel, also Miss Jackson District, are asking for your prayers and financial support for Ms. Adrena Crosby as she buys for the title of Ms. GMB State. The pageant will be held on July 18th. Adrena is currently hosting a snack shop each Sunday between 5 and 7 p.m. at St. Luther MB Church during the choir rehearsals. Please support her through a monetary donation or purchasing snacks from her royal snack shop. Thank you in advance for your continued support of our Arcade Chapel Youth Department and Miss K Chapel. 
Pastor Buckley will be in revival with Greater New Jerusalem off Brandon Road on Tuesday, July 10th at 7.15. The mission ministry will start its regular mission meeting at 5.30 on the 10th to allow members to attend the meeting and still be able to travel to Greater New Jerusalem for the service. The Voices of Love will accompany Pastor Buckley on Tuesday night as well. Please be sure to check your bulletins. I'm sorry, folks. I am getting a message from my producer. It seems there is a developing story that we need to share with you. Let's go to Shania Moore, who is on site with this breaking news. Good evening, Shannon. I am here at Cave Chapel, where there are reports of a clown invasion. We are not permitted to go on the inside because of this invasion. Just minutes ago, we spotted a few clowns coming on the outside. Here are some images from some brave soul from the inside of the church. As you can see, the clown seems to be playful and friendly. There are no displays of aggression, but they have made one demand. They are demanding that the congregation come out to the big top celebration for Pastor Buckley and the first family. It seems that the pastor is celebrating 11 years, and these clowns are determined to give the pastor and the congregation a fun night. So, Kay Chapel, if you want this clown invasion to go away, show up Friday night under the big top. This is Shania Moore with your breaking news. Thank you, Shania, for that breaking news. Where there you have it, Kay Chapel. Looks like we all need to show up under the big top here at Kay Chapel on Friday, July 13th at 6.30 to celebrate with Pastor Buckley and the First Family in this pre-anniversary event. Admission is free, and it sounds like it's going to be lots of fun, so I look forward to seeing you and the clowns on Friday night. Now, please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming events. And to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to khapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on K Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I'm Shannon Winston, and this has been your morning news. Have a smiley Sunday. Amen. God bless you. I'm sure you got that. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we want to recognize our visitors. Listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you, if you would, please stand. Let us thank you for coming and do all we can to invite you back. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Stand up, visitors. Amen. Amen. God bless you. you Come remain? on, Chase. Ch Ch give them a big won't round of applause. Stand for just a moment. God bless you. Amen. In the balcony. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckler, Pastor Metro of Horace Buckler, all the members of the K Chapel family are so happy that you chose to worship us today. We know you could have gone any place, but you made our heart glad by your presence. If you're just visiting, please come anytime to schedule out. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave today, we're going to try to give you something that you can only get here at K Chapel Mission Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel.
and amen. This is a special time of the year, and we're going to ask Deacon Wilson if you would please come forth and just give us a little direction. Where are you? Okay. Brother Wilson is coming, and we're going to ask you to please be receptive of what he's going to share with us at this time. morning church I'm glad to stand here this morning to say a few words about our pastor and the upcoming celebration for him our pastor is a man of many good traits chosen man of God he's a talented man and he's a gifted man why he can lay down the tracks of the hip-hop artist Drake and the vernacular of the Generation Y without skipping a beat. Then he can recite Shakespeare's Sonnet 18 with such proper that you would think he was a bard from 16th century England. He can read from the Songs of Solomon, both chapter and verse with such sensuous rhapsody, we had to start a children's church. <laughs> but <laughs> we love our pastor. Those are just some of his talents, but his main gift is how he feeds his flock. We are well fed here at K, at K Chapel. We have a pastor. That doesn't, he, does, he just does not give you a text. He's going to give you context. You're going to learn here. And you should be able to do when you learn. But pastor, we appreciate you. And we want to show our love for our pastor coming up on the fourth Sunday in July at 11 o'clock hour. It's July the 22nd at 11 o'clock hour. We're asking all our members and friends to come out, especially our members. We want you to show your appreciation with the pastor. There's a green envelope in the back of the pew in front of you that uh, you can make your donation there. We're asking $50, but you can be as generous as you wish. But we want you to come and celebrate this man of God and his family that supports him. He has a supportive family here, just not here by itself. Children are active. His wife is active. We love that in our pastor. He's a great leader, an advocate for our community. Pastor, we love you. And, and of course, I forgot if I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, big, the Buckley Big Top, which is going to be this coming Friday. And that's going to be, uh, I understand that there will be no elephants, but there will be clowns. Thank you. I won't say it, but I sure want to. The clown's going to be in that place, amen. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We're going to ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. If you do that, I promise you that the Lord will do the rest. We're going to get the spoken word from the pulpit, after which the ushers will give us all the chance to participate, and the choir will also come to us also. Bringing all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. 
neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightful land, saith the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise, glory, and honor to God. Amen. Ushers choir.
to our God. Thank you, choir. Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you for this hour, this moment. Once again, that you light us to come together. We pray now for blessing upon this offering. We thank you for those who gave in this offering, those who had not to give. Bless them as well. Those who had a desire to be here were not able to be. Bless them wherever they may be. Oh God, continue to shower your blessing down upon us. And we'll continue to give your name the praise in all of our sin and all of our doing. We'll give you the praise. Bless us now and keep us ever in your care. We'll be so careful to give your name to pray. It's in the name of Jesus we do ask and pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Let the church say amen. Anybody got a praise in your heart? Anybody got a praise in your spirit? I don't know about your choir, but I, I, could, I could go for another round of that. Amen. God, my Savior. God, my healer. God's my deliverer. Anybody got a yes in your heart and a yes? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come on, Lamar, and give us that yes, he is. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God, my Savior. God my healer God is my healer Yes he is Yes he is God my God God is my healer God is my deliverer Yes he is his name bless his name every praise is to our God and every praise is due our God that just means he deserves it does anybody know he deserves it this morning does anybody know you're not giving him anything that he does not already deserve he deserves my praise he deserves my worship he deserves me clapping my hands and I'm sorry if I'm getting on somebody's nerves, but I just know how good God has been in my life. And, and he deserves it. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Oh, yes, he does. I can't sit down long enough to let you know that God has been good to me. I feel pretty good already, y'all. I say God has been good to me. And he's not only been good to me, but he's been good to you too. 
Hallelujah. Bless his name. Listen, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm one of the reasons I'm so filled this morning because I'm looking out here and I see Mother Christian. Do y'all see Mother Christian here? Mother Christian, it's so good to see you. Every praise is to our God. Listen, listen, I, I, listen. I got a microphone that I'm bringing your way. And I just want you to say something to us about how good the Lord is. Amen. Good morning, saints. Glory, hallelujah. I have so much. Honey, I got so much to tell you. But one thing I want to tell you, God is good. God is good. If you put your trust in him, he he will bring you out. I had two, y'all hear me, don't you? I had two operations at 92. We rolled in the operating room. Hallelujah. Went on to sleep. In God's arms. (laughs) He said, I'll be with you. He told us that, didn't he? He meant what he said. Glory to God. Went on in the operating room, come on out. When I come on out, I felt all right. I I, I looked at myself and I said, Is it over? Said, yeah, it's over. How you feel? I said, I feel good because God is good to me. It's one thing that he told me. Anything you won't ask. Ask him. That's the problem right there. We take too much on our own. Ask. Believe it. Honey, and you will receive. You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? I come on home. Thank God. Bless his holy name. I felt good. I wasn't sick. I didn't have no sickness, no nothing. I kept on eating, kept on doing everything. And then when I went back to the doctor, he said, Mother Christian, he said, Miss Christian, I love you. I said, I love you too. He said, you really have learned me a lot being a doctor. I said, just keep on sticking with the Lord and he'll learn you more. Second time he was with me too. Yes, Lord. And you know, I, I just can't tell you about it, but in that operating room, <laughs> the nurse come in and she said, and I got so sick that first time. And uh, the nurse come in and she said, Mother Christian, she said, everything on you done gone down 
down, down, your blood pressure and your everything. I said, I know it. I'm just as sick as I can be. She said, I'll be right back. She shut the door. When she shut the door, uh -oh. a fog came in. A fog, just like smoke, come in that door. When he come in that door, he went right around in that room, come right on by me, went right on around, went on back out of that door, and I felt as good as if nothing never happened. <laughs> he, he'll come and see about you, children. Put your trust in the Lord and not in man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes ma'am. Come on, somebody bless the Lord in here. The one thing I want to say, that the one thing that I found out, and I know, you know, you're talking about Wonder what the Lord looked like. I said, I don't he looked like me. <laughs> I'm healed, right? And he mine. He he and me and I'm in him. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. He Bless walks with me. He talks, talks with me. Hallelujah. Don't make us shout. Stay with me. <laughs> if you stay with the Lord. Yes. He will be the desire of God. My God. Somebody bless God in this house. Anybody want to know if God is still working miracles? There's a miracle right there. He's a miracle worker and a way maker. Hallelujah. Look at that. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. I will trust in the till I die. Till I Trusting in it. In the Lord, I will Cloud 
all your needs. Soon as I stop worrying, then I let go and let God let Him have. That's when things times I struggle, I struggle from day to day, had to realize it is not my battle, it's not my battle to fight, and I know if I put it in his hand, that everything will be alright. Stop worrying. Then I let go and let God. I let Him have. Just let God, let go, let God, let go, and let God, sister, you can't handle it, just let God, he heal your pain, just let God, whatever it is, let God, just let go.
and let God. From the book of Philippians, these words are recorded that help to impress the very message of letting go. Beginning with verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded and if in anything ye be otherwise minded God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless whereto we have already attained let us walk by the same rule let us mind the same thing. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning. Stay focused. Stay focused. Tell your neighbor, stay focused. Stay focused. Story is told of a hungry tiger. Tiger who been laying around all day, had gotten hungry and decided it was time to hunt. He started walking around and he caught the scent of a moose. Doing what a tiger does, he began tracking down that moose, walking through the brush. As he made his way, caught the scent of a deer. The scent of the deer was a little stronger than the scent of the moose, and so he decided it must be closer, therefore I go after the deer. Off he went for the deer. While en route to the deer, he caught the scent of a rabbit. Strong scent of a rabbit. It, it had to be closer than the deer, and so as hungry as he was, he decided I, I'll go after the rabbit. In just a few steps, he saw the rabbit was right there in his sights and he began to stealthily approach it and as he walked upon it, a mouse ran in front of him. He decided the mouse is closer than the rabbit. I'll go after the mouse. But before he could get the mouse, the mouse darted into a hole and there was the hungry tiger. Started out with a moose. Had settled for a mouse. But ended with nothing. You know, a lot of us are like that tiger. We start out with one goal in mind, one idea in one direction, one vision in sight. And yet along the way, we get distracted. Our vision gets distorted, our motives get mixed up, our agenda gets readjusted, and we end up in a completely different place than we intended when we started, all because we lost focus. Yeah. 
Spiritually, we can lose focus. Relationally, we can lose focus. Professionally, we can lose focus. Financially, we can lose focus. And when we lose focus, we end up wasting a lot of time, wasting a lot of energy, wasting a lot of resources, and losing the best of ourselves to frivolous pursuits, superfluous endeavors, foolhardy undertakings, and disastrous decisions. But when we stay focused, when we keep the main thing the main thing, when we stay on target and stay on point and on purpose, we can fulfill our potential and flourish in all of our possibilities. Yeah. Earl Woods, Earl Woods, Earl Woods, Earl Woods recognized early in his son's life that he had the potential to be this world's greatest golfer. But he also understood that for his son to really rise to the level of his potential, that he had to learn how to not let distractions destroy his focus. So when Tiger Woods was a preteen, he would take his son out to the golf course. And while Tiger was in his backswing, his daddy would be on the sidelines jingling his keys, jingling coins in his pocket, making all kinds of noises to try to distract his son in order to make him zero in on that ball so that nothing could distract him from the focus of hitting that ball. And I don't have to tell you what happened. He went on to, became, to become one of golf's most celebrated golfers. And if the truth be told, some are saying that Tiger is on his way back. Do I have any golfers in here? Amen. 79 PGA Tours one of God's most celebrated players. Why? Because he stayed focused. Richard Williams says of his daughter Serena and Venus that he knew that they, as children they would be tennis stars. And after he, as their father, had taken them as far as he could, it was Rick Mackey who picked them up in his tennis academy. And of Serena, Rick says this, quote, the one thing that people need to respect is not how big Serena's biceps are, but how strong she is mentally. I think that's the wild card that always gets lost. People see the size, the strength, and the power, but it's her mental game, how she could handle things, how she competes that sets her apart, end of quote. In other words, it's her ability to stay focused when she makes a bad shot, not to let that determine the rest of the game. When her opponent makes a good shot, not to let her think that she's going to lose, but to stay focused and with her game plan and executed until she wears them down. Stay focused. Joe Jackson, who died last week, is oftentimes ridiculed for his domineering and overbearing ways, but without question, he helped to give to the world some of the greatest musical talents through the Jackson Five and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, all of whom have credited him for their ability to stay focused and keep pushing. What's my point? Point is this, is that if we are going to live up to and live out the wonderful plans that God has for us and if we are going to fulfill our potential and live out our purpose and reach the expected end that God has planned for us, then we must learn how to stay focused. Staying focused requires three things. I'm going to be quick this morning. 
Three things that it requires if we're going to remain, if we're going to be focused. It requires that you be spiritually centered, that you are personally grounded, and that you are singularly minded. Spiritually centered, personally grounded, and singularly minded. Let me deal with this spiritually centered part for just a moment. As a Christian, as a Christian, I'm going to say it again, as a Christian, you need to be spiritually centered in your faith. Quit fooling with other folks' faith. As a Christian, be centered in your faith. Know what you believe. Know in whom you believe. Know why you believe, what you believe, and quit trying to figure out everybody else's belief. Y'all ain't going to pray with me in this. You, you cannot have double vision when it comes to matters of faith. Because why? Because you'll end up missing the mark every time. You'll be off base and off track every time. But you need single focus on matters of faith. Listen to Paul. He writes it in the text. It says in verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Look at that again. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Paul, as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, says that his goal, his aim, his motive, his pursuit is to know Jesus. That I may know him. Paul says, I want to know him. I, I don't need to put something else in my faith life in order to fill it up. Just let me know him. I, 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 I don't need to know anybody else. I'm not trying to be proficient in other belief systems. I just want to know him. I want to understand the power of his resurrection. I want to be a part of the fellowship of his sufferings. And I want to be identified with him in his death. I want to know him. Because if I just concentrate on him, he's deep enough to keep me from having to find out something else. If I concentrate on him, I don't need something else to supplement him. He's powerful enough to captivate my full attention. I don't need something else to supplement him. He's mysterious enough to satisfy my intrigue. For when I think about his depth of love for me and his extent of grace toward me and his mercy shared with me, I'm like Paul. I just want to know more of this Jesus. This Jesus who was born of a virgin Mary. This Jesus who claimed himself to be the son of God. This Jesus who declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I want to know this Jesus who returned, who turned religion on its head and made it about relationship. I want to know this Jesus who was powerful enough to make the wind be still. This Jesus who was disciplined enough to never sin. This Jesus who was compassionate enough to forgive the guilty. I want to know this Jesus, this Jesus who was faithful enough to give his life to redeem the souls of mankind. I want to know this Jesus, this Jesus who was honest enough in his own life, in his own private time to pray to his father, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from my lips. Even Jesus said, I don't want to go out like this. I don't want to die like this. But he followed it up with this statement, nevertheless, not what I want. 
That's the Jesus I want to know. The Jesus who is honest enough to put his own wishes on the line, but obedient enough to say, Lord, not what I want, but what you will. I want to know that. That Jesus. I want to know that Jesus who in his dying moment stopped dying long enough to say to John, John, take care of my mama. I want to know that Jesus. The Jesus who was on his dying cross looked over at a thief and, and forgave him of his sins and said to him this day, you'll be with me in paradise. I want to know that Jesus. That Jesus who was strong enough even in dying who looked at those who persecuted him and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Tell me about that Jesus. I want to know that Jesus. The Jesus who healed lepers. Jesus who opened blinded eyes, the Jesus who walked on water, the Jesus who turned water into wine, this Jesus who raised the dead, that Jesus who gave lame the ability to walk, who loosed the tongues of the mute so that they could talk. I just want to know him. And if I go deeper in my relationship with him, I will remain spiritually centered. Here's what I've discovered, Marino that a lot of times when people are exploring other faiths, other beliefs, other gods, it's for one of three reasons, usually. Either they have been hurt by the church or they have not been satisfied with the answers that the church provides. Or... Lastly, they have not come to terms with the idea that in Christ, they are actually okay. By that third one, I mean, in other words, the righteousness of Christ is not enough. And they feel the need to add something else to make them all right with God. Because when they look at themselves and all they know that they've done and all that they've done and all everywhere that they've been and every mistake that they've made, they can't just let go. But they feel like they need something else to settle the sin issue. Something else to complete the transformation. Something else to explain that which is mystery. But Paul got it right. He said, all I need as a believer is to know him and know him better. Know him deeper, know him completely, know him and be centered in him completely. And as a believer, as a follower of Christ, we must press into him daily. Go deeper into him with our prayer lives. Go deeper in your pursuit to know Jesus. Because the fact of the matter is, is that with all that you know about the Lord, there's still much more that you don't know. I know sometimes it feels like you've tapped out in what you can know about Jesus, but look at what Paul said in verse 12. Not as though I have already attained either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul says, I have not attained all that there is to attain about Jesus Christ. I have not come to the place where I can say that I fully understand him. I have not tapped out on all that there is to experience and to express about Jesus, which means that Paul understood that wherever he was in his faith journey, that there was still room enough to grow. I need you to understand, wherever you are and however long you've been walking with the Lord, there's still room for you to grow. 
not that you've already attained. Thank God for what you already know, but you're not there yet. None of us is. There are so many more levels to the Lord. There are so many more dimensions to God. There's so much, much more to the Father. Keep pushing and pressing your way into the knowledge of him. Oh, that I might know him. Stay focused. But staying focused not only means being spiritually centered, but it also means being personally grounded. Personally grounded. In other words, you not only need to know who he is, watch this, but you need to know who you are. I'm going to say that again for this side. Don't, don't, don't just settle for knowing who he is, but take some time and make sure you know, yeah, you got it, who, who you are. Stay focused, watch this, on who you are, watch this, on who you are becoming. Watch this, and where you are in the process. Know who you are, who you are becoming, and where you are in the whole process. Wish I had a witness in here. I like what Paul says next in the text in verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul, watch this. Paul has no false view of himself. He is not deluded about who he is. He is clear about who he is, and he is clear about who he is becoming. And he is clear about what it is taking in order for him to get there. He says clearly, watch this, he says, I count not myself to have apprehended. Again, I'm not there yet. I'm under the delusion. I know that I'm not who I'm going to be. The reason some of us lose focus is because we lose sight of who we are and where we are. We start thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. And we think we got some things licked and some things beat. And we stop praying the way we ought to pray. We stop fasting the way we ought to fast. We stop reading the Bible the way we ought to read. And before we know it, sin has crouched at your door. Paul says, I'm not going to fool myself. I know, watch this, I know that on any given day, I could fall again. I know if I don't stay grounded, if I don't stay prayed up, somebody going to make me cuss. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I, I know, I know, I know if I don't talk to the Lord, I'm going to end up saying something I shouldn't say. Paul says, I'm not there yet. I'm not fooling myself about where I am on the journey. Watch this. But this one thing I do. He said, I don't have it all together, but this I know. He said, if, if, if I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be going, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. Paul says, I can't go forward looking behind me. Wish I had a witness in here. 
I can't go where God wants me to go if I'm always concerned about where I've been. I can't be who I'm becoming if I'm always looking at what I messed up. This one thing I do, I've got to learn how to let the past stay in the past. And if somebody wants to bring up my past, let them have it, but I'm moving on. Y'all ain't talking to me in this house. You want to dig through the ditches and, and dig through the garbage and find out my past? Go ahead, garbage man. Deal with the past, but I'm moving into my destiny, into my future, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching to what's ahead. Paul said, there's a lot that I've learned and there's a lot that I still have yet to learn but this one thing I know to do is forget it. Forget. Forgetting what's behind. Forgetting what's behind. Let, let me deal with that for a minute. There, there are at least two things that we as believers need to learn. Give me a few minutes. Learn how to forget. There are at least two things that we as believers need to learn how to forget. Number one, number one, all of us need to learn how to forget past successes. I know you didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to forget past successes. You said, now, Reverend, wait a minute. Why would I want to forget the good stuff? Why would I want to forget my victories? Why would I want to forget my achievements and my accolades? Paul, Paul, Paul said, well, well, it's in the text, y'all. ain't going to tell you. It's in the text. Let the text speak for itself. Verse 4, Paul says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is the law blameless. What Paul is saying is, listen, if I wanted to, I could lean on my past and my privileges because I was born of the right stock. I, I, I had the right pedigree. And if I wanted to, all, all I really had to do was lean on the fact, watch this, that I was born in the right family. I had a good name coming into this thing. And, and please understand, don't, don't, please understand, I know you know it, but some of our brothers get deluded from this thing. Uh, when we come into life, uh, all, all, yeah, yeah, God gives us, yeah, gifts severally as he will, but in this thing called America, yeah, the, the, the playing field ain't level. I know we got some brothers who want to believe that you can be everything you want to believe, but, but please understand when you got systems designed to keep you from coming. I wish I had some witnesses in here. Yeah, even with the right name, even coming from the right school, even having the right grades, if the system is rigged against you. Y'all don't like me preaching like this, I know, but I... The devil is a lie. I know what I'm talking about. He, you you, you, you got to do two times what somebody lesser than you qualified. 
And so Paul says, listen, I was privileged enough to come into this thing with it leaning in my favor. And I could have relied on the fact of where I came from. Do I have a witness here? He said, yeah, but, but, but that wouldn't make sense because, because if I relied on that, I really could not press into who Jesus is. And a lot of us can never get to who Jesus is because we're so consumed in who we think we are. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me in here. I, I really feel like preaching. We, we, we really can't press into the Lord because we're too busy looking at ourselves congratulating ourselves on what we've done and where we've been and what we've accomplished and where we graduated from and where we live and what we drive and what we wear and where we're going but but Paul says no I can't look at my past successes watch this watch this watch this if <laughs> if a golfer if a basketball player a tennis player take any golf take any game take any sport if they run their next race focused on their last race even if they want it they might be surprised thinking that the same way they did it then they'll do it again. The difference is you didn't know Hussein Bolt was running against you. Amen, lights. Yeah, yeah, you, all I'm saying is you cannot take your last success as the thing that will push you into your future. Every day is a new day. Every day you got to come with laser focus. Thank God for what he did last week. Thank God for how he used you yesterday. But guess what? Somebody's coming for you today. And I got to be on my A game. Wish I had a witness in here. Today. So first of all, I got to forget past successes but then secondly I got to forget past failures Paul did not spend time regretting sin but rather repenting sin he did not lose ground wallowing in the past but rather walking in his future he did not waste energy recounting his mistakes but rather reaching for new markers of progress forgetting those things that are behind Paul says I reached for what was in front of me things I could clearly see all of us, my brothers and sisters, have made mistakes. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me see the hands of you who have not. What, ain't no perfect people in here? So all of us have made mistakes. All of us have done things we wish we could redo. Many of us have said things we wish we could take back. But if you're going to stay focused in your faith progression, you must learn how to let go. How to forget what's behind you. Learn from it. Repent of it. And move on. 
Learn from it, do differently, live better, and move on. Learn the lesson from the mistake. Repent and ask God to make you a better woman of God, a better man of God, that you will not fall into that again. And then move on to the next day and tackle the next challenge. Lastly, if you're going to stay focused, then you must lastly be single-minded. Be single-minded. Verse 15 says, let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in any thing ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Single-minded. Being single-minded means that you are clear about what you believe. Single-minded means being clear about in whom you believe. Single-mindedness means being clear about why you believe, what you believe. Being single-minded means having a clear understanding regarding your faith. It means, watch this, not being wishy-washy when it comes to you being a Christian. Quit letting people make you feel ashamed about your faith. Embarrassed about the God to whom you pray. We sing the song, in here, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. But I wonder out there, what happens? What happens when we are around our friends and our peers? Being single-minded means not tagging this faith onto that faith or this system onto that system. It means not mixing up a kind of spiritual gumbo with some of this and some of that, but it means knowing what you believe and being willing to stand on that belief without wavering. Two scriptures I'm going to show you and that's it. Matthew 6 and 22 says this, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. If thine eye be sing having a single eye means having an eye that is focused, an eye that is clear, an eye that is not blurred with a lot of different things, but an eye that has good focus. To be sure to you, listen, I'm not suggesting that we should not read, study, or explore other people in other cultures. No, I'm not saying that. It is a big world. An inquiry into its mysteries is a part of the human experience. Man has always been curious about the world and how it operates and where man fits into that system and, and what governs the rhythms and the rhymes of this system. But at the end of the day, if you are going to stay focused in life, you need to land your flight of inquiry somewhere that is solid. You cannot go through life always flying and finding something new without knowing what you believe. Reading their faith. Reading their faith. Becoming astute in their faith. But never landing on yours. You know what everybody believes except you. Second Timothy 3 and 6 says this, for of this sort 
Are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts? Watch this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. That is the risk of inquiry without being willing to land, that you live a life where you are always learning something new, but never coming to the place of truth. Perpetually discovering but never reaching any conclusions. Learning this and learning that but never knowing truth. But Paul challenges us today who seek truth. We who desire to deepen our faith and grow spiritually and develop personally by presenting to us this idea of staying focused. Don't be like the tiger. Getting distracted by this, that and the other. Something that looks better or closer or more manageable or easier than what you grew up practicing and know to be true. No. Stop chasing stuff that leads you down rabbit holes and mouse holes. I don't really know who this is for this morning. But like that tiger, perhaps someone here has been pursuing something great and you become distracted by something small. I don't know what it was, but you let something take your eye off of the prize. The prize of your faith. The prize of your professional goals. The prize of your family values prize of the goals that you established for yourself as an individual personally or for your faith you let something distract you and pull you aside and you've been using that for a good reason to keep you off track oh I'm talking to you today somebody made you mad in church somebody disappointed you Somebody acted in a way that you couldn't believe church folk could act. And that distracted you from becoming the person that God has called you to be. I'm talking to you. But more importantly, God is speaking to your heart. And he's saying to you, stay focused. Quit letting the failures of others cause you to fail in your own personal faith. You've been distracted. Distracted by life itself. Wow. Life got hard for somebody. I don't know who this is for. Life got hard for somebody and you took a blow that you did not expect you would have to take. And it, it knocked the wind out of you. And it distracted you for a moment. It, because in your mind, you were thinking, I love you, God. Why am I hurting like this? I serve you, God. Why, why am I feeling like this? And that thing has distracted you and pulled you from your faith. I don't know who I'm talking to. But it's no coincidence that you're here. And it's no coincidence 
that this message is being preached to you right now. Whatever you have allowed to distract you and pull you away from what you believe and what you know to be true, I encourage you this morning and I challenge you this morning and I beg of you this morning, come back to your faith. Come back to your faith. You've been chasing other things long enough. Come back to your faith. This is where you belong. This is not just this place physically, but this place spiritually. Where God is ready to resume his work in you and with you. My God, I feel it in my spirit. I don't know who this is for. But let me pray for you right now. Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're the God who knows where we are. And you know why we are where we are. You know what brought us to certain places and caused us to make certain decisions. But God, I thank you that in life you don't give up on us. I thank you, God, that you speak to us through song and through sermon. God, right now, I pray for my brother and my sister who know you but have been distracted for some reason. Something caused them to be pulled away. But Lord, thank you that you're now redirecting, that you're even now restoring, and that you're now even now bringing home again I thank you God now I pray for my brother and my sister whoever is here who needs that relationship refreshed and that fellowship restored God wherever they are whoever they are you know where they sit you know where they stand in this moment of invitation I want to invite you to Say to the Lord, Lord, I'm getting my focus back. I've been distracted for too long, but I'm getting my focus back. I've, I've let life pull me in different directions, but right now I'm getting my focus back. And I'm starting by focusing on you. I want to recommit myself. I want to give myself back to you. And I'm giving my way, my life, my heart all over again so you can use me. If you're here this morning, wherever you are, whoever you are, the invitation is extended to you now. Perhaps you don't know Jesus. You've never given your life to him. This would be a moment for you to do so. You come right now, wherever you are. You hear Jesus. You hear the Lord speaking to your heart. It's no coincidence that you're here right now. This is your moment. This is your day. God has spoken to you. Won't you give yourself to him? I give myself away. So you can use me. So you can use me. Sing it again. I give. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. <laughs> give myself. Give myself. So you can use me, Lord. You got to put it behind you now. You got to put it behind. Forget about the past. Forget about what happened. Forget about who's thinking what or who did what forget it all press toward the prize move toward the mark 
Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Here I am. Here I am. Hallelujah. Here I stand. Lord, my life. Lord, I'm longing, Lord, I'm longing, longing to see your desire, right now, right now, right now, I give, I give, give myself, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, bless your name, God, I'm doing it now, doing it now. Let it go. Let the past go. Walk into your future. Walk into your future. I give myself. I give myself. Bless his name. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Give myself. So you. So you. So let each of us join together in this prayer. Give myself. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessings of this day. For the opportunity, O Lord, to be able to stand at the foot of the cross. Asking, O oh Lord, for forgiveness of all our sins. For sins seen and unseen. Master, we are with those who are coming, looking to you for answers. Looking to you for healing. For comfort. And even looking for direction, O oh Lord. Father, right now we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just look down on their hearts. Look down on their situations, O oh Lord. And the circumstances surrounding those things. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just bless each of them now. Give them all that they need to continue. No matter what that need is, oh Lord, we ask that you would give it now. Touch their lives with the smallest of your fingers, oh Lord, that, that they would continue to be the people that you have called for them to be. Lord, we love you. And we know we can do nothing without you. Bless now, Lord, these your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. As we prepare to go down from this place, let me remind you that we will 
I'll be sharing with the Greater New Jerusalem Church and Revival this Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, that church is off of Raymond Road uh, down in South Jackson. Uh, pastor uh, Cook, Robert Cook is the pastor. So we invite you to share with us. Uh, Voices of Love, I understand, will be joining us. Amen. And so we look forward to sharing with you there. Also, do want to remind you that on the following week, uh, Wednesday, July 18th, uh, we will be in session for our General Missionary Baptist State Convention here in Jackson, down at the Jackson Marriott. Uh, as I told you on last uh, Sunday, we do have T-shirts available um, to support my candidacy for president of the General Missionary Baptist State Convention. They are available in the Fellowship Hall. I understand the uh, prices are $9 for small through extra large and then $12 for 2X through 3X. And I do encourage you to go and get those T-shirts. Amen. And let's make a great showing on Wednesday, Wednesday, July 18th at the Jackson Marriott. We need you there at least by 11 o'clock, no later than 11 o'clock. Uh, that services will begin uh, promptly at 11. And so if you can get there a little bit before, that would be great. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Won't you stand for the benediction? Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.